Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Critical Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Good, and returning and joining me, as always, is my go-to podcast compadre, Mr. Joe Lever. Joe, how you doing? Jimmy, I am... I'm spent. He's spent. Just... <laughs> doing all right, man. Doing all right. Good to be back. How are you doing, pal? I'm doing just fine. I've missed you, and I'm glad that you're here because there's some stuff we're going to talk about this week that I really want your opinions on, obviously. And for people who are joining us here for the first time, thank you so much. Uh, we're going to talk about the old guard in kind of depth here in a little bit. But we're going to go over a little bit of news first. I'm going to throw some news things at Joe like this. <laughs> Like that, super fast Ooh. lightning news. Latest news incoming news. across my desk. Joe is much whiter on camera than he thinks he is in real life. Uh, well, you Looking got... at my face and I'm like, man, I'm kind of pale. You look fine. Just lighting. Bad lighting, bad, bad lighting. lighting. I spent all day in the sun. I mean, I could work on my underarms. Look at that. Tan, ghost white. Tan, ghost white. Uh-oh, I had a bat wing there. That's, I was going to say, I, I'm just, I'm pure ghost white. Like I'm just, I'm snow white basically at this point. I've <laughs> joked with people. If I, if you put my hand next to paper, you wouldn't know where my hand ended and the paper began. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so we're talking about some news, Disney news, Microsoft news, some stuff that I really want to hear uh, your thoughts on Joe, but I want to dive right into something that I didn't talk about last week. I wanted to have, um, your opinion on, cause we just, we're kind of really settling into this and I asked the Legionnaires about it, but Mulan. Mulan is a movie I've been waiting for for a long time. I'm excited about it. I like the animated movie. Uh, I did a commentary on it recently. The live action one was set to come out, uh, you know, back in March, I think. And then it was going to come out in July. And then it just got kind of postponed indefinitely. But now Disney Plus is releasing it on that streaming service. But the caveat is it's going to cost $30 to rent it but it will be on your Disney Plus subscription forever, as long as you subscribe to it. Joe, I just wanted to get your feelings on this. Mulan, would you pay this much for this movie? And if not, what movie would you even consider paying that for at a home theater situation? Uh, and this new one is live action, right? That's correct. Yeah, I, I, I'd consider it. I think it's probably worthwhile, especially... I don't know. Would I have went to see it in theaters? Yeah, uh, probably not. <laughs> I, I, it's not really a movie that's in my wheelhouse per se. Sure. I, you know, it, it looks good. I'd have to see a trailer again to consider. Um, you know, what would going to the movies cost me to go see it? I mean, probably ten bucks a pop for tickets, so twenty bucks, and then by the time you get sodas, thirty, thirty-two, thirty-three. So. I mean, if you're going to go see it at a theater, I think the experience is more worthwhile. I feel like that 30 bucks was kind of more, even though I don't get to keep the movie to watch over and over, I think the experience is worth that investment, if you know what I mean. Yeah. The, the going out to the theaters, reaction from other audience uh, moviegoers, uh, I enjoy that part of movies. Um, so keeping it, on your account to watch whenever, you know, downstream of that doesn't incentivize someone like me much. Sure. But for like families where like you have a kid that loved the animated Mulan, you know, or things of that nature, I think it, you know, it works well for them because now the kids just watch it over and over on repeat until they're sick of it, which they probably won't get it, you know, like, uh, like, uh, frozen. You know? Yeah. Um, so I think for certain audience members, I think that's a really good deal. Um, 
know, a family of four, parents taking the two little kids to go see it. And the parents aren't going to mind watching a movie like that, especially live action. Um, they would have spent, you know, call it at a good theater, a big one, call it, you know, 58, 60 bucks, somewhere in that neighborhood, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they're getting a bit of a deal, although you miss out on that movie-going experience, which I'm sure isn't a deal-breaker for a lot of people and much more convenient for the parents, right? But, yeah. uh So, I, I think you, got, you kind of have two categories of people. Um, so, you know, for me, I'd, I'd prefer it be in theaters, but, uh, you know, I, I guess for families, it's an added bonus that they get to keep it and watch it downstream and stuff like that, and I don't, I don't know. Sure. Is it a good thing that it's just a streaming service now? It's kind of the world we live in. Tough noogies, we got to deal with it, I guess. But yeah. hopefully it doesn't become a consistent thing moving forward where uh, Disney's just going to, you know, it would be in theaters too if you want to do that. But it's also for, you know, rent on Disney Plus. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. What movie would it's you weird. want to see? Like, if you would you pay $30 for right now? Like, for instance, if Endgame came out, and it was last year at this, like, and it came up this year at this time. Would you pay thirty bucks to see Endgame at home? Yeah, because it's my only method of seeing it. Yeah, exactly. For that movie, <laughs> it'd be like you have to. I'd be like, I have to. Oh yeah, my gosh! Like, I mean, I gotta see how this thing ends or yeah. what, what happens. You know, or Infinity War, same sort of deal. I yeah. would have. You know, it's like a like season finale of a TV show that you've been watching for a decade. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very well put. But. um so I guess that's a good example of it depends on the movie for me. Um, it's tempting with Mulan. You know, I think I'll go and watch a trailer. And, you know, I remember when I saw the trailer originally, I thought, man, that looks really freaking good. I think I even saw it in theaters prior to watching the movie. Um, and, you know, it gave me good vibes. So maybe I'll change my tune when the time comes and I might purchase it. But, uh, yeah, you know, it doesn't necessarily incentivize me to keep it because for me it's kind of a one-and-done deal um, on a movie like that. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I will miss, depending on how long this trend goes for, um, I will miss the movie-going experience. I just love that, you know, the dark theater, the good sound, the big screen, the snacks, the, you know, the chuckles from other audience members, all that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. You enjoy that stuff too, Oh, right? I love it. Yeah, it's for just, sure. Yeah, it's good stuff, so. Well, but I, I think it's a good middle ground for now. So good on Disney for doing it. Yeah, well, I think, too, uh, one of the other considerations is they just reported, I think, recently, like $3.5 billion in operating losses due to reopening their parks. So I wonder if it's just something where it's like, hey, you know, not releasing one movie is going to fix all this. But when a large corporation like that takes a hit that big, and this is unprecedented times, obviously, like if you have something just sitting somewhere on like a hard drive like this, and you're like, and you also have Black Widow, and you say to yourself, all right, well, which one do we do first, you know? And you say, well, let's start with Mulan, see how that goes, and it has to be a really big success. It has to be a success that's big enough that Disney reports it, basically, to be like, we are, we're overwhelmed by how many people are watching this, and we love it so much, and it's been such a success, we're going to do Black Widow in October, or something like that, right? Like, that's the only way we're going to see that. I know the Legionnaires, for the most part, we'll get to them later, uh, aren't super stoked about this. I might just watch it and like review it for people because that's kind of like what I do. So we'll see. And then maybe I can get back to you. I'd be like, yeah, it's totally worth that money. Or I might be like, I don't know. I don't know if any movie for me, like Infinity Wars, it's not fair. Endgame, like for sure, is going to be worth that to me personally. Um, but 
for a, a remake, I think is a harder sell for some people to be like, I'm going to pay that much money to go see it. And maybe people wouldn't have seen this in theaters. I think I would have seen this in theaters. I don't typically see the live action remakes in theaters, but I think I would have seen this one just because it looked so interesting and a bit different than the original. So yeah, I was just curious. I was like, yeah, Joe, I know Joe's a big movie theater guy like me. One day I just want to have Joe. I just want to make, and we were posting stuff in the discord about this. This guy had made like a two story movie theater in his house. And I was like, I want just like six rows, like my own little movie theater. I don't need a balcony above it, but like, I would want to do it up and just be like, all right, well, we're doing movies at home now, everybody. Like, uh, or like the the uh, cinemas are, I've I've heard are doing this like you can rent out cinemas right now and watch like older movies and I was like oh it'd be so cool to watch like Raiders of the Lost Ark or Lord of the Rings or something like that on a big screen again like for me that's kind of like where those movies shine so I I just get nervous if these movies do well enough on this kind of streaming platform because something I feel like will be lost in like the the grandiose nature of it. If uh, we just get them all like on our TVs, because, you know, not everybody's TV is my small little 32 inch, but even your massive TV is not going to be like the ones in the theaters with the subwoofers and the really good sound and all that stuff. Like, it's just not going to be the yeah. same. So, yeah, I hope we'll see. I like I want it to do well, but I also don't, I don't. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm torn. You know what I'm like? Uh, but yeah, I was so let me riddle you this. Uh, which movie do you think would have done better in theaters? Black Widow or Mulan? I think. Ooh. Mulan. I, I think no I think well oh let's be honest though okay let's I have to think this I have to put my bias aside Mulan would have done better why it's it's <laughs> it's focused around China and China's killing it right now I think oh. if, you, if you took that out of the equation I'd say Black Widow for sure just because you know Marvel's so big right now I don't know if they've made any like actual flops maybe critically some people don't like certain ones of the MCU I just sure. don't I don't think Marvel's in a place right now where they can even lose out on that. But I think because Mulan is specifically set in like old school Chinese folklore, that movie would do bonkers numbers. And maybe that's what they're counting on. Is that a bunch of I don't I don't know what the Disney Plus situation is in China, but if it's anything, like if there's if there is an install base for that, they might make a lot of money on this. But they do need to make a lot. They need to make because this costs two hundred million dollars to make. There's a lot of money for, for a remake of an animated film. So they this is like Marvel, close to Marvel level, basically, for budget. And so that's that's a lot of money. So, But I think, I'm, I'm with you, Joe. I think Mulan would have definitely made more for that fact alone. That's just, yeah. that's just business. That's just business, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think they, I think it would have done fairly well. I mean, obviously, they're willing to invest, you know, 200 mil into making it. Yeah. Um, it would uh, not surprise me in the least if it was like one of those gangbuster movies. Um, just because, you know, I think your audience is maybe even slightly wider. I mean, yeah, you know, there, there's a good amount of people that aren't, you know, chomping at the bit to go see a Marvel movie. And especially a Marvel movie that isn't as mainstream as an Avengers you know, yeah. group, uh, film. So, um, yeah, I don't know. So they release. So that's the where i'm going with this is why would they choose to release what they would supposedly think is going to be the more successful film on their streaming service i think it's a testing ground uh and maybe they're i don't know if it has to do with anything of the whole like well it was going to come out in march and we can't release it before black widow which would have come out in may i don't think that plays into it anymore i think this is really to test and see 
if they're bigger, if the bigger of the two, and I could be completely off on this, if the bigger of these two films does well enough, if they're like, all right, we'll do Black Widow next. And then they just start, you start looking at all these movies and they're like, well, we'll just release them on Disney Plus. Or they start doing limited releases where when the theaters open back up, you do like two weeks or something or three weeks and then you cut it off and then you're like, yep, well, it's on theaters anymore. It's on Disney Plus now. And you got to pay $30 to watch it. Like that would force people to go see the movie in the movie theater and pay more, you know, not necessarily to Disney. I don't know. It's weird. It's just like crazy times. Like it's really shaken up like the theater stuff because the theaters have had problems ever since the streaming services started kicking in and you have like the big tentpole movies that keep it together. But I don't know, man. It's weird. I don't know. What do you think? What do you th- do? You think you'd rather release Mulan over Black Widow, or would you rather release Black Widow as opposed to Mulan? I honestly, if I was, they've ran some numbers and they have some sort of confidence in, you know, the bigger film or what they would consider to likely be a slightly more successful or bigger money maker. Um, they have some sort of confidence somehow, some way that releasing it on the streaming service is going to be a good thing. You know, Um, there's gotta be some sort of backup there. I I just, I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know. It's just interesting. I, I honestly, if I were in those shoes, I would probably for the streaming. Well, the confidence that the bigger movie is going to do well on the streaming service at the end of the day, that's going to reap more rewards or make them more money because there's no overhead charge or profit uh, percentage for the theater. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so well, I would think it might be the better deal for them, but I don't know. It's odd. I'd love to know the details of that and how that decision was made, but uh, There's a few things working against it, too. And like we didn't talk about, like, because I was just like, yeah, this, the, they have over 50 million subscribers is what they say. And if you start crunching the numbers, you have to, you know, obviously there's a certain amount you want to overtake uh, because like the budget of this film, 200 plus the like the marketing they probably were doing. I don't know if it was actually 200 to match it. But if you're going to do it online, this thing might get I think this thing, this might be the one and done just because I think a lot of people, I think, have been saying this, too. I think this thing is going to get pirated. I'm not saying I'm going to pirate it. I'm not saying Joe is going to pirate it. I'm not saying anybody we know is going to do that. But what I'm saying is I think that the moment this thing goes out, I think this thing will be one of the most heavily pirated films because it's just easily accessible. It's just like, it's on the internet. Like the hackers and the, the people just be like, oh, perfect. The pirates will be like, great. There it is. It's for free for everybody. So I don't know if that means that like Disney knows that, like that's another part of that equation, right, Joe? Like where they're like, all right, if we get this many people to watch it or rent it, and, you know, this many people are going to, like, basically not pay for it. And then we're going to have to deal with the piracy aspect of it. I don't know. I think it's a consideration. So I'm sure there's crazy equations out there that that figure that out. Oh, what is this? $750 million. That's if they get 50% of their subscribers to rent or buy it. And obviously that would be really good. That'd be very good. Um, do we? I don't know if their strike rate is going to be 50%, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't, don't think know. they'll get 50%? Maybe. If they do, this is the thing, though. I think, really, if it is a success, we will hear about it from Disney. Disney will come out, and they will be like, yep, and that's the nice thing for them. If this thing fails, 
they can quietly show us that by not releasing Black Widow, right? They'll just be like, it's not going to happen. But if it does, they'll be the first people to come out and be like, we just want to tell you guys that we basically, like, 750 million, that would be great. That would be really good. Uh, let's see. 30%, there. 500 million. Yeah. So that would be, again, that would be a lot. But that's how many, what's 30% of 50 million? Isn't that like? Like 16 point something million. Okay. 16 and some change. And again, that's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, I, I'm not saying it isn't, but I, I wonder, right? yeah. I wonder, I'm just, I'm curious. I want to know how this does. Uh, and it's, I feel, I feel bad that it has to be Mulan that takes this one. Cause like, I would get it with Black Widow a little more just because that's a very popular franchise, but maybe they weren't as confident with that one. And they're like, well, we don't want to do this first one and have it not be as successful. So this kind of, this model doesn't work. So I'm not sure, man. Um, I think I might check it out, but we'll see. But I understand that people are frustrated and they don't want to pay $30. Yeah, because I think about Black Widow and, yeah, compelling and all, but it's not as, you know, it's like I didn't even bother to go see Thor Ragnarok out in theaters. Yeah. I, I remember watching that with you and uh, Haley and just like you guys, I think you guys were laughing at a lot of it, which is supposed to, it's supposed to be, but like you guys were also kind of scoffing at some aspects. That movie shows better in theaters. I'll give it that much. That one was because of some of the, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, it's not like you're gonna be able to catch every Marvel movie in theaters. I think I have though. Have I? Maybe I have. I'm that guy. They got me. I mean, I got when they put that Wolverine movie out, man, I'll just be, <laughs> they got me. Uh, anyway, I'm just curious. Uh, so Joe, it sounds like you're not going to pick it up. I might. And then I'll let people know. Uh, I wish we lived closer, Joe. And I'd be like, just I'll open the window and <laughs> peek your head in and be like, oh, this is great. Um, but yeah. So uh, please let us know too, if you're watching this or listening to this, like what you guys think about it. Like I said, I'll read off some of the other Legionnaires comments about it later on in community feedback and questions. Uh, questions. Time to move on to some, I call it the good, good news, sad news. Uh, so we got some good news, sad news from Microsoft. Uh, depending on how you look at things, some people think it's a horrible disaster. I think I try to be optimistic about it, but we'll see how it goes. So, let's start with the good news. Uh, Microsoft has said that they will be launching Xbox Series X or S or whatever else they're going to use uh, in November. They did not give a specific date for that. They just said it's coming in November. Damn! So, it's coming in November. Here's the sad news, though. Unfortunately, yeah. Halo Infinite is going to be delayed into 2021. How do you feel about that, Joe? I'm all right. <laughs> he doesn't care. Okay, so the thing that's a big, like, the, the scary thing for them, right, is that, like, this was going to be the There's amazing... A big incentive booster. Yeah, exactly. Um, And as some other people have pointed out, very intelligently, I'm going to give my credit, where credit's due, to Missile Mage here. He says that, really, he thinks the killer app isn't Halo. It's Games Pass. And as much as I don't, like, I wish that wasn't necessarily the case because I want the killer app to be just like the game and not like the a big service like that. But it really is. Games Pass, it, it gets more ridiculous on the day. Uh, but Halo Infinite getting pushed back. Uh, obviously, th this game has been something that uh, 343 Industries has been working on for a long time. And they showed it off recently to mixed results. Some people really enjoyed the look of it. Some people said it looked not very polished or finished. I always say, this is for me, I always say, you know, a, a rushed game is forever bad. Um, and I think a lot of people, you know, have kind of uh, resound with that statement. But 
with a new console like this and when they're kind of touting that like hey the next xbox is coming with a halo oh my gosh you know uh which is going to be a big deal i can see why a lot of people are crestfallen or hurt by this especially halo fans who've been kind of waiting for another big halo game uh you know it's still coming so there's still incentive there to buy the xbox series x Uh, well and here's the other thing too joe is because they've said that that game will also be playable on xbox one so that's the tricky thing is because it'll probably come to games pass and then you'll be able to play that on you know your xbox one your pc or the series x the biggest thing the series x touts right now is that it's the most powerful console and the hope was that, like, when they showed off Halo Infinite, they'd be like, oh, this is the most powerful console, and look at how good it looks on here. It will, you know, like, you can play it on these other systems. It's not going to be as good. They even said that, like, um, multiplayer is going to run at, like, 120 frames per second, which I don't know if that's, like, is totally true. I was like, that would be, like, butter. Like, <laughs> you're like, are you kidding me? Um, but, uh, and maybe I've played games that have run at that. I don't know. But um, all I'm saying is, like, I get why people there's more and more people who are kind of like i don't know if i want to get a series x at launch now because they don't have that thing that's like hey you gotta get this you know right at launch day but here is my thinking joe if it comes out in november november 19th is when good old cyberpunk 2077 like launches and for me that's like the game i've been waiting for and i want to play it you know not on pc i get that maybe the most powerful pc blah, blah, blah. but i like i want i want to play it on like the nicest newest thing and i feel like that would be a cool like if they launched it around that window that'd be really good for them like it's not going to be the same as if they were to release it with a halo game but i i don't know i'm just trying to be positive about it because there's a lot of people who are like this is over it's horrible you've ruined it uh but at least they're not rushing this halo game out that's my thought what do you think joe but so technically cyberpunk 2077 is going to be is going to be the xbox like the the same re- co- coincide release dates maybe that's just my thinking if it's coming out in november that's like the big release for november along with I don't know if Assassin's Creed comes out around that. I too. think that'd be excellent because what better game to show it off? You know, Halo. I'm sure it'd be great, but I mean, Halo is very. I don't think it's not. We've seen it before, right? Yeah. Okay, it's gonna it's gonna look a little crisper, cleaner, whatever. But in the grand scheme, it's still Halo. Master Chief is gonna look like a guy in a suit of armor, maybe a bit more detail. Okay, whatever. I think if you really want to show this thing off. Cyberpunk is an excellent game to do it. Yeah. I wish they'd do that. That'd be nice if they did like a whole thing where it's like, this is running on Series X, uh, even though Cyberpunk isn't an exclusive and it's coming to, you know, cross platform. But I think like if you could kind of push that a little bit further than they have. And I, I understand, again, people are frustrated that Halo is not coming out, but I'd rather have them not screw this up, especially with Halo. Halo and like Gears to a lesser extent, but like you can't just be like, just push it out. It's fine. Like you can't do that with halo like especially if you're taking this long on it you can do that with other titles and other franchises if especially if they're like to some degree like multi-platform where it's not going to be like it's the identity of the console but like it's like god of war they wouldn't be like just push it out push out a god of war if it's not done just push it out like they wouldn't do like sony wouldn't do that so i get it i get people are frustrated with it uh but yeah i don't know i'm trying to be optimistic if there was one game that you would get slaughtered for like every tomato and vegetable from the garden thrown at you. Uh, if you screwed it up, Halo would be it. Yeah. And that's the thing in the past, they've done things where people get really angry and they've made some like decisions that people didn't really like, especially like Halo five guardians. And uh, I think they're just trying to course correct and like try to make sure that that like goes really well. But 
Yeah, uh, like they released these two different um, statements today, these press releases, like Halo's getting delayed, but also, and then it was another one that was like, but it's Xbox, you know, Series X is coming out in November. I really think that's going to try to coincide with some of these other big cross-platform uh, releases, and that way it's like, well, you could play this game anywhere, but it will be the best looking on console through Series X. Like, if you want to look Cyberpunk 2077, you know, Assassin's Creed, um, and up in Gears 5 and some other games, like, it's just, they're going to look the best on here. So, well, yeah. There's a lot of people like me, though, and maybe yourself. Um, well, I know you. Um, yeah, you know me. Yeah, you know, okay, our buddy Drew, he's got the, the 1X. You know, if you had a 1X, you could probably sneak on by for as long as you want until you really thought you needed to upgrade. But... For guys that have had a Xbox One since 2013. Oh my God. <laughs> think about that. Yeah. I love my it's chunky Xbox. Seven years of hard use, and for yeah. you, even more so. Yeah. Uh, but my Xbox, I, I mean, maybe even in more recent years, it's on daily. Yeah. Period. Um, for probably a good five, six hours at most. Um, and on the weekends, probably longer. Um, this sucker is, it's still ticking and licking. I mean, it is, it is doing its job, but you know, it does get slow at certain points, certain apps, you know, like Netflix, my Netflix takes like five minutes to pull open. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Mine does too. Sometimes like what's happening. Maybe that's semi-normal, but anywho, I, and it's starting to make a squealing noise every once in a while. That's good. That's a good thing. <laughs> And I'm really nervous it's just going to kaput. But uh, so I am really looking for, you know, I thought the release is going to be more around the turn of the year. And the fact that if it's bumped up to November, that is excellent for me because I really need to get that upgrade in because seven years is maybe a couple of years too long for this poor thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They usually try like their holiday. I always say this like the holiday they call it with usually is like September to like November weirdly uh and i think they like to get that stuff out like right before christmas or thanksgiving so they're like all right it's out but also here's like the bundly dealy thingy and i think during this time if they can still manufacture these things during all the kind of crazy shutdowns they're hoping to get this stuff out because they want to sell stuff but the thing for xbox or microsoft is they just want to sell subscriptions to games pass right now like if they're not going to be people aren't buying these games if they're just like oh i could just buy games pass and then just have it and then you forget that you have it and then you just have Games Pass and you don't even realize it. And then you just have it for years and years and years. And you get Microsoft more money that way than you buying maybe one or two, maybe three games a year. You know, like if you're just kind of like, oh, I forgot that I had that. How long have I had it? Like five years? Oh, there, I, I did. There must be a lot of people that get invested into that more so than I think. You yeah. know, I, I think I had it for a month at one point just to try out one game. I think that's where it comes in handy big time is if you want to try something out but not commit to it. Yes. Full price. So, I mean, there's some there's some convenience in that and savings. But overall, when it comes to games, for the most part, I know what I'm going after. Yeah. I know, I know my lane for the most part. And every once in a while, you know, through influence from my friends such as yourself, I'll diverge, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, games I never thought I'd get into, like Monster Hunter mm. or even Overwatch to a certain degree. I mean, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll kind of zigzag and bob and weave through the lanes, uh, call it a three-lane highway, you know. Um, but uh, for the most part, you know, 
I, th- I think there is quite a large group of people that kind of stay in their lane, you know, whether they're like a FPS type of person or a RPG type of person, that sort of thing. Um, so I wonder how truly successful that, uh, that Games Pass is for Microsoft. It must be because they keep sending stuff and putting their brand new things on it, you know, where it's like maybe that's the kind of the idea of like if you keep putting these things on there. It's kind of like Disney Plus where if Mulan aside, you put a new movie on there like once a month or whatever it is, like a brand new type of movie. And you're like, oh, yeah, I've got that. Cool. I can just play that or just watch that. And then with Games Pass, it's like, oh, yeah, Gears 5 came out. I'll play it a couple times and I feel like I'm getting my money's worth from, you know, games pass continuing to go on. So there must, there must be so much money in it. There must be because they would not, I don't think they keep doing it. If it didn't, if it didn't pull in some big numbers, like they've doubled. Or down maybe it. it wasn't doing well enough out of the gates. So now that they try and incentivize and push it more and more because it's not doing as well as they thought it did. Maybe that's the other side of the coin that, you know, people aren't thinking about. I don't know. Maybe, I guess I just, if that were the case, then I would think like they would probably just pull the plug on be like, well, sorry, yeah. Halo infinite's not coming to games fast so you have to buy it you'd be like oh, less yeah. likely yeah. yeah less likely but still that's a good point it could be that who knows uh all these numbers disney and microsoft just release your numbers we just want to see them it's totally fine they aren't trade secrets or anything uh they just have like little fra- like little equations and fractions and like, this is how we calculate it um you're like oh that makes sense uh anyway i want to know what people think i know there's um we we have legionnaires on both sides of this uh this kind of console war of like the Sony fans and like the the Microsoft fans and whatever else. I'm just curious if there's anyone else who's crazy like Joe and myself who's just like I'm getting a Series X because my Xbox is, is CTD circling the drain uh or it's just like you know we're just gonna upgrade yeah. to the the newest and nicest thing. And I often don't do that with a console generation. I don't usually think about that, but Xbox has treated me so well like for seven years and I I really like it and I like the exclusives that come with it. I also love the exclusives that come on Sony. The nice thing about those exclusives is they're typically more single player. So if I wait long enough, I don't have to pay for as much, uh, you know, so I can just wait a little bit and be like, I'll get to it when I get to it. Because if uh, I don't think Mike or Sony would do something like this where they put like The Last of Us Part 2 on some sort of subscription based service, because that would kind of like take away from the sheen. And as I say that, I'm sure they just put it on a subscription service of some type because the, the world's out to get me sometimes. Um, but anyway. I want to know what you guys think. I want to write into the show on that. Uh, but now we're going to move into the the next segment, the next, kind of like the full meat of the show here, because Joe finally had a chance to sit down and watch The Old Guard. I watched it a few weeks ago. I've refreshed my memory since, so don't worry about it. Unlike some of the people in The Old Guard. <laughs> Am I right, Joe? You see what I did? Was, I'm so, I did it. I'm so clever. Here's what we're going to do. We'll do spoiler free. And then when I when it goes into spoilers, I'll flip the old spoiler switch. I don't know if I'll put the graphic in and the noise. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Uh, but for people who haven't watched it yet, you can stick with us. And then there'll be timestamps down below. So you can skip up to time killers and all the other stuff. Anyway, Joe, uh, the old guard. But like, uh, what, what brief spoiler free plot synopsis. What, if you had to, to dumb it down into two or three sentences, what would you say? Uh, <laughs> immortal soldiers small covert ops group been around for a long time uh finding a new recruit training her and uh slaughtering people cannon fodder you name it what joe that was amazing that was so good you should be writing for the back of the box wait except it's netflix so they don't have a box uh but i did see a bunch of ads for it where it was like the summer blockbuster has returned and like charlie Theron was kind of walking by with an axe and i was like has it 
I was like, did it go away? <laughs> like, or was that the whole, it was like this summer we didn't have those. So like it's back on Netflix. Uh, so like, you know, initial impressions from you, Joe, like this is a movie that kind of came out of nowhere. It is actually based, I believe on a graphic novel or comic of the same name, a little bit different, I think, but what did you think yeah. of it? Uh, overall impressions and feelings towards it. Um, let's say this. Um, I want to think of a really good way to put this. Um, okay. I have nothing bad to say about it. <laughs> and what I mean by that is it's a very, it's just straightforward and semi basic. It's safe in a sense safe there you go it is safe yeah um they really didn't do anything wrong but they didn't really do anything spectacular um and the one other thing i'll say about it that i think is uh it's owed is that it's very uh it's a very cool concept yeah did you know the concept going into it or was it brand new to you when you watched it um no, kind of. I mean, the trailer kind of lets you know that they're immortals. I mean, you see them get riddled with bullets and they get up again. Right? I so, wish like that trailer hadn't come out almost because like that would have been a cool moment in the movie. Even like, wait, what? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That would have been like a while. This ended quickly. Oh wait, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. Um, you're you're totally right there. Um, but yeah, it's just a safe movie. Um, it's straightforward. They did a you know, there's some unpredictable moments and all, which is good, but um could it have been something more for sure but really can i complain no and i know that sounds pretty like geez joe could you be more cryptic and lame about it well i I have nothing real bad to say about it it's it's just it it finds its lane on the highway and it stays there and it cruises at the speed limit yeah yeah you know if the speed limit's 70 maybe it hits 74 75 now and again but yeah. yeah Me and my metaphors, right? I love it. No, it's good. Well, I kind of, I echo your sentiment too, because like, I watched it. It's like, okay, yeah. You know, it is very straightforward. There wasn't like, the twists and turns aren't like huge. I think they say kind of like one towards the end where I was like, okay, I guess that does make sense. And kind of something I was thinking about during the movie, but all right. Uh, and, And we'll get to it in spoilers, but I thought it was very straightforward. It's not overly flashy. I think if you enjoy uh, Charlize Theron, who's, who's, I think, really great, uh, just in general, like you'll like this movie because there's a lot of her. If you like John Wick-style fighting, there's plenty of that, which seems to just be everywhere yep. nowadays. And it's like, I feel bad because I feel like it's losing a little bit of that sheen, even in the John Wick franchise, where I'm like, yeah, I know what you're going to do. You're going to do a spin and shoot him in the head. You know, like, there's a lot of that. Uh, and... I don't know. I thought it was fine. It's fine. Yeah, and I guess I'd like to add into my thoughts that it is well stylized. Stylized well. Yeah. Um, I, I like some of the fight sequences and the way they develop and and uh, and run through. I also feel that during some of the cool amped up sequences, I really liked the music choices. They're a little more modern, contemp- modern contemporary. Oh, contemporary is that the right word for okay. that? Yeah. Uh, I kind of like they mix that in a little bit, and it's like 
it, it kind of gets you amped or kind of bobbing your head to it as they're sitting there freaking just slaughtering people. But um, so I kind of enjoyed that. I thought it was used appropriately um, and wasn't, you know, off putting. Whereas sure. in sometimes they'll get a movie and they'll throw in like a Billie Eilish song that you're just like, okay. Yeah. I get it's popular right now, but you had to pigeonhole that in there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but. I guess um, basically, would you recommend this right now for someone who's got a Netflix subscription or not? Hell yes, because I think comparing it to most of what's on Netflix, it's probably one of the better films. Yeah, I was gonna say probably. Uh, and besides, like that one that's coming up with like uh, Christopher Evans and Ryan Gosling, it's like the something gray, the gray oh, something, or it's like yeah. two hundred million dollars are put into it. Usually, Netflix yeah. doesn't do this type of thing very often. So yeah, I'd recommend if you've got Netflix, sure. If you don't. Uh, and you want a, like a decent, straightforward action movie that's not like really like, oh, look at it. Or you don't have to have like a long, like lore list of information. Like you can't, you wouldn't just walk into Infinity War, you know, and be like, I understand all of it. This movie is very like, here's the basic plot. And we could even summarize it in like 30 seconds. Like what Joe just did. He he summarized it perfectly. Like you can't do that with like the Marvel stuff. So this is like an action movie that's just like, we know we're an action movie. Here's the action. And here's like yeah. kind of the lore behind it. So yeah, pretty straightforward. Uh, and I know you want to talk more, so I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the old spoiler switch here just so I can just. I hope I put the, the graphic in. Um, there it's on. Uh, I think this movie gets interesting towards the very end, more so because you get Charlie Theron who like isn't immortal anymore because up until that point I just was like. Yeah, you man, you dove right into the <laughs> biggest spoiler pot of all of them. I did. Um. I thought you would ease into that one, but nope, okay. <laughs> no, I flipped the spoiler switch, Joe, and I got sparks in my eyes. Um, um, watch people be like, I didn't yeah. have enough time to switch. It's a... Uh, uh, I'm trying to think if I agree with you. I'm trying to think of all the moments. Um, I think there are other interesting moments. I want to say that, though. Like, I thought it was the most interesting at the end. Like, I like that right. there was... You're the, right. I like the moment between when the two guys get captured and that one guy is telling like the other um, army dudes or the other covert op guys. He's like, you don't understand. This guy isn't just like my boyfriend. He's like, I, he's like my, he's more than my everything. You guys couldn't, you can't even comprehend what sure. that is. And like, cause that makes you think of like, Oh, you know, like human relationships don't last like thousands or hundreds of years, like a thousand years or whatever. So I was like, what will that relationship be like? I was like, Oh, that's an interesting so concept. I, I don't want to risk offending anybody, so I'm not going to get into it too much, and I, I wouldn't intend to offend anyone. But So here's the thing. Obviously, now more so than ever, you know, LGBTQ and everything having its place in the films and, you know, films being more inclusive and everything, that's all fine, um, obviously. But sometimes I feel like in certain movies that can be done the same way uh, hetero relationships are done in movies. Sometimes they feel very forced or pigeonholed. Oh, sure. Just for the sake of we have to have a relationship or a love interest. Um, in this particular example, uh, that actually I thought it was very appropriate and carried, you know, gravitas or weight to it because, you know, you learn that these guys have been around since like the Crusades. Yeah. So that's how old they are. And on an immortal scale, they, uh, so that actually really meant something in there and it wasn't just all buff and show kind of a thing. Oh yeah, totally. And uh, so uh, the grand scheme, I just liked 
how they, you know, inserted that relationship into this group. Um, and, and regardless of hetero or other, you know, um, so I guess hats off to him for that. Um, I wanted more of it. I wanted Charlie's Theron to have somebody too. Like I could, even <laughs> like, you know, I think it'd be just interesting. I want more of that. Cause like those relationships over time, they don't all have to be romantic, but they could have been for a time. They could have been romantic for like 300 years and then hated each other for 700 years or something like sure. that sort of thing would have been, or like two people who were like cave people together, you know, or something. And they'd be like, I've known you since we, you know, the first time we strapped a rock to a stick, you know what I mean? Like here's like, that would be, that would be yeah, great. I, I don't know. Yeah. Overall, I thought moments like that were well done. Very, uh, how do you want to say artistic and, and just classy, I guess. Yeah. Did this show look a little bit, and I don't mean this in a bad way. Maybe it's just because I've watched so many flashbacks in them, but when they did the flashbacks in the show, it reminded me a little bit of like how CW would kind of do a flashback, like a CW, like a green arrow would do it where they would just kind of like jump back to a thing. And you're like, clearly this isn't the main story, but they're kind of, they kind of shot this, you know, this one day and they're kind of like, Oh, it's, you know, she's in this like old school garb and stuff. And you're like, you know, it I looks... don't know. I would have liked to have seen some cooler flashbacks. Dude, you know, yes. Telling, telling the new recruit, uh, the the Marine girl, um, when they were telling her about the history of the group and whatnot. I, I wish they would have done more flashbacks besides just uh, uh, Charlize and maybe, you know, showing them all fighting together in Crusade, something of that oh, nature. Man, instead of sick. just a witch trial thing. Yeah. Um, Although I realized that the trial and them losing that her partner or whatever was, you know, the more focal point of the story. But yeah, I just uh, there could have been a bit more of that. And I think I would have enjoyed it. And seeing that background would really kind of amp things up a little bit. I agree. I think they needed an X Men Origins Wolverine style opening where, or whatever that is, that montage where it's like them fighting oh, throughout the years and the various yeah. wars. And maybe it'd be like, them for the first two wars and then one of those times it's like two or three of them running against another one because one defected and one was like oh you know what i i sided with this group during this war and it was like these immortal warriors trying to kill each other on the battlefield like that would have been really cool i think i'd have been like all right here we go i been like ah oh, that or just like watching them go into like world war ii or something like and you have like and you have like charlie's theron's character who can't die and they'd be like, yeah, well, you're going to stay home and, you know, make weapons and stuff. And she'd be like, no, 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 I'm going to go to the front lines. And they'd be like, no, no, no. And then she could have been like their like special secret operative. And they'd be like, oh, wow, she actually doesn't die. Great. Like, and I get they want to keep their their abilities a secret. Right. But I, I agree with you. I wish I could have more of that stuff during more, maybe more modern times, too, just to see some of that. I think it would be true. It's really interesting. That's all I'm saying. I, uh, uh, I. I would wager to bet, like, obviously it gets amped up there towards the end when they're going to rescue the two guys who were captured and they're doing the experiments with drugs and whatnot. Um, yeah, the whole goal is to learn how they live so long and how they heal in order to reproduce some sort of pharmaceutical to help, you know, create longevity in the human race kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, sounds like a horrible idea. Um, yeah, it's a horrible idea. Population issues as it is now. Yeah. Um, Anyway, um, the very end, though, I think is the biggest twist. Um, and obviously they talk about her in the flashbacks being the, it was originally Charlize and this other girl um, were the two first immortals. And when they did the witch trials or whatever, they put her in basically like a, a metal sarcophagus type of thing with eye holes and whatnot. 
and they dropped her over the, the edge of a boat into the ocean. Um, that was, uh, that was interesting. I didn't think it would come back to mean anything. And then sure enough, um, at the end, that guy who got kind of exiled for ratting him out walks into his apartment and there she is acting normal, but drinking water after drowning for 500 years. Um, first of all, set it up for a sequel. You know, how well is this movie going to do? Is everybody going to watch it? Oh, of course they did. Let's do it again. Yeah. And so, (laughs) so they set it up for a sequel and clearly that girl's going to be, there's no way she's sane in any way. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, you drown for over 500 years over and over every two minutes on the minute. Yeah. I hate how they just assume she died. They, like, tell their new recruit, they're like, yep, and she died. And it's like, you don't know that. I was like, you're you're immortal beings. And I get that it would be almost impossible to find this person. Like, we search and search. I'm like, why don't you go back out with some more, like, I don't know, advanced stuff? Like, when's the last time you looked? Because I feel like at some point we would have developed some technology to go find her and get her out. So it's like, why, why didn't you just keep looking? Like you just gave up. I was like, what if it was one of you and this happened to you? Like empathize with that person for a second. And you're like drowning again and again for that much time. It's like, you just gave up. Like that shit probably didn't go that far. You know, like you could figure that out to some degree. I don't know. Maybe it's just a small plot hole for me. Yeah. So it's like, what? How did she get out of there? Like, you know, I don't know. So similar situation to watching the show Dracula that they came out with that miniseries, which by the way, I don't recommend was kind of horrible. I heard the first but... two episodes are good. Yeah, it starts out okay. But later on, it gets really fucking I, I heard it gets bad. It has like a lawyer. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> yeah. But it's like that. How? It's like Dracula. Is it like. Oh, because at one point they, he gets tossed overboard in his coffin of dirt and oh, okay. for a long time and then they harvest him out of the water. Of course they do. Uh, I want to yeah. say this too. I, we talked about the fight scenes earlier. I think they're all right. I think the one that people kind of maybe go back to is the, uh, the one in the church where she goes around just killing everybody. I think it's fine. And I'm not saying that John John Wick, like, he obviously does similar stuff. I just don't... I think it's because of, like, her ability at that point is that she can't she can't really be hurt. And it's just, like, a cool person sequence. It just didn't really do much for me. I was like... Like, because there's nothing... There's no tension there. It's just, like, they're kind of talking over her and it's just kind of happening somewhere. Um, but I like to have a little bit more of that in my in my fight scenes just even like uh, a hint of danger because <laughs> like that's what they get right at the end because up until this point they they didn't you know like they didn't they didn't yeah. have any of that it was just like oh they they die and then they come back and uh, although they're able to capture two of them i mean if they were able to capture the others <laughs> they, that's true yeah that's true and there's that oh, it's not like yeah. it's totally without consequence kind of a thing yeah and their fear is like being trapped uh in a cage and i guess for me, that concept maybe would ring true a little bit more with this new villain in the next movie because you get to see what it's like to have someone who's been trapped for that amount of time. Because it's their fear, but we haven't really confronted that dark mirror of them. It's kind of like in Raiders of the Lost Ark. You got Indiana Jones and you got Belloc, and Belloc's like the bad version of like if Indy sold out. Like that's what I wanted more of because this movie only had like super tech kind of like 
CEO dude who's like, I'm going to make, you know, everybody live forever and we're going to make so much money and I'm a good dude, but I'm actually a really horrible person who will just shank people. Uh, you, and, yeah, that guy, I mean, a little cliche, that character. Yeah, so much. <laughs> but did you notice how close his eyes were? Thank you. I, I know it's not his fault, but it really like was they something. They almost touched in the middle, man. They almost touched in the middle. <laughs> he did a great job. But yeah, um, it was very like they, they wanted. This is what they wanted, like Lex Luthor to be in the new like DC stuff. Like was this guy? Like the like Maybe he's wearing the jacket time. and he got like the little sneakers on. And I was like, but this is looking. But like he's not the guy. When he stabbed the one of the protagonists, that like one of the people who can't die, he's like, I just want to make sure this like my product works. And he started just like shanking the dude a bunch. I was like, this seems so out of character, like for you to like be like stabbing someone yeah. in public. Like I was like, what? Really? Okay. Um. Also, and this is a gripe I have, and it's just the thing that all movies have. It's like CGI blood. I know it's hard to do, but like it just looks so so weird sometimes in this one. And it's a small nitpick, but like. I just I like the blood to look a little better. That's all I'm trying to say. If you're gonna do like cool person I, moments, like in her slow motion was, fight scene in the church, is when it got me. Did it go slow motion? Oh, maybe a hair, maybe a hair. I I noticed like in all the injuries they had and stuff. I will say like the healing and stuff like that. Like the one guy gets a freaking nuke tube to the chest. Yeah, that looks good. Back. They did a good job with a lot of that stuff. That looks that great. Day. Or even when they get riddled with bullets and then they come back off the floor and kill all those people. Yeah. That was one of my favorite sequences, by the way. But Yeah, it's a good um, moment. I like how the SWAT guys like, turn yeah. at the end and they're like, yeah, we killed them. And there's like 20 of those dudes and they all just kind of turn and start talking to each other. Just like, <laughs> oh my God, yeah, like, right, look at these yeah. freaks. And they're like, they all start standing back up. They're like, oh, what do we do? We don't have any more bullets. We use every single bullet we yeah. had it's like i empty two bags how many did you empty all five of mine i don't exactly. have any left exactly <laughs> like... i was just like you guys professionals uh and that reminds me that uh chutel ejifor is in this movie and he's kind of like there but not and he's been like following the history of these people and like all the good deeds they've done kind of by proxy over time but he also like wants to capture them and learn about them because his wife died Right. That, yeah, was that, I think it? that was a good character with good motives, to be honest. And then when things started to go south, he started to feel a little bit of remorse. You know, he yeah. wasn't necessarily a bad person or a bad guy. Um, he kind of had good intentions for humanity, but didn't really think of the repercussions to that group. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And comes full circle. He ends up seeing the light and, and ends up kind of teaming up with them for the sequel <laughs> they gotta force him to they're like you're gonna work for us now dude and he's like i guess i am uh which that brings me back to uh some of the other i i like the cast overall but i really do enjoy the new perspective we get with their newest recruit and i think she does a great job i think she's really interesting i think there's like kind of interesting moments i keep using that word but like with her in the military as a marine and kind of dealing with you know inadvertently shooting some guy and that guy like slits her throat and like that and then like her whole platoon kind of turns against her because they're like you're you were dead and now you're fine and everyone thinks she's a freak it's like i thought that was interesting i was like i would not be that person i'd be like oh my god you came back to life i'd be like can i are you like unkillable i'd be like oh my god you're my best like you're my best friend like we're gonna be on my team forever you're the unkillable warrior uh but yeah i thought that was I thought that was you cool. go in first every time, every time. Every time, no shield required. Uh, yeah, but I thought she was cool. I don't know what you thought about her. Did you uh, like her character? Oh, yeah, I thought I thought she was fine. Um, 
trying to think. Yeah, I wouldn't say anything special, um, you know, or overwhelmingly so, but um, plays the part well overall. She, she jumps out a window with that dude who's got like an axe, the bad dude. I didn't understand the point of that. The guy was already, you know, dead. Why did she tackle him out of the window just to try it? Because I, it looks sick, dude. And we've talked about I, this. I, I, if we had the powers of Superman, both of us, like, especially you, we'd be getting in just like, you just get in fights. And you just be like, I just want to see if I can punch you through a building. Like, I like, mean, I, I think fight is a strong word. Sure. Yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because we're talking about this and i've been working on this thing for so long you would make an excellent hyperion joe for marvel you know uh i really think so so when that when that wishlist video comes out i'll be like i base this on joe my friend joe uh if he had superpowers this is the first thing he would do yeah. uh, he, i'm not totally evil you know i just get frustrated with people from time to time you, my line of work is stressful <laughs> you'd make you'd make an example out of people like hyperion does he's like hey, if you commit crime ever again, I'm going to rip you in half. And like everybody's like, all right, no more crime because Hyperion will just show up and like yeah. destroy us all. Like, I've got a section of fence that needs mending. <laughs> People wouldn't know. <laughs> People would not understand what that meant, but they'd be terrified, especially if you went up and you did that and slapped your hands together and it made little shockwaves. And people were like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> I got a section of fence that needs mending. Uh, people be like, "Here, let me show you a picture of my fence thus far." <laughs> it's just one wooden stake with barbed wire around it. You'd be like, "I'm sorry, I just I I, I talk a big sorry, game." That's the wrong photo, I'm wrong sorry, uh, but yeah. Overall, I would recommend this movie. I thought it was pretty solid. I don't think it was. It didn't like blow me away, but you know, for Netflix, it was. Um, higher quality than I've come to expect for some of the movies they do on there. I haven't seen all of their movies and their feature films, but uh, as far as action goes, I was like, this is pretty good. Yeah. I think they're stepping up a little bit. I mean, before it was a lot of the, you know, like the, the cheap comedies or the, you know, things of that nature yeah. that are easier to do, maybe less of a budget too. Now they're starting to get into these things that require a lot of CG and very stylistic and, and more action packed with, with a pretty decent cast. I mean, I'm sure none of that comes cheap. So, yeah. Um, so good on them. And now's the time to do it. Right. I mean, they, they have the, the pedestal or the market right now between yeah. them and you know, Disney plus and, and, um, you know, when the movie theaters are down, take advantage, I guess. Dude, and like, I respect like the fact that they probably had this plan for so long, but they came out at a perfect time. Like you probably had to know that at some point they were looking at this movie and they're like, man, this movie's going to come out. There's like, like Tenet and Mulan and some of these other summer movies are going to be out and it's just going to be on Netflix. Like, are we going to do well? And then like these, all these theaters shut down. It's like the perfect moment for this movie to be like, look at me. Like, like, hi, how's it going? So like anything Netflix puts out in the next couple of months, I think has the potential to gain a lot more traction than it normally would. So good on them. Good on you. The old guard. I'd watch a sequel. Would you watch a sequel, Joe? Maybe that's how we should rate these things. We recommend it. And we'd, if we'd watch a sequel. I think I would. I think it lends itself to a decent sequel, and um, I think it'd be worthwhile. Yeah, 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 definitely. I think so too. I think so too. And again, I, I just love Charlize Theron. She's man. She's done so much. She's a very talented actor, and she also seems so comfortable just acting. Like especially in this movie, she seems like so. Like you got the new kid who's just like pacing and terrified the whole time. And she's just like sitting on a plane that's about to crash. She's like, "Well, probably we're gonna survive it, so like it's not a big deal." Like she just seems like she's just there. She's just like, "Yeah, hey, I'm cool." But like she's she, that's her character. Like she's just like I've been around the block so many times. You don't like not much phases me anymore. <laughs> like I really think she did yeah. a good job. They all did a good job. 
Yeah, I agree. I think it was a good cast overall. Yeah. All right, Joe. Well, we're done talking about the old guard, and that means we get to move into the next segment of the show. Do you remember what it's called? Community nope. feedback. Nope. And nope. <laughs> nope. Try again. What do you What do you want to kill time with? Segment. Oh, I always thought it was. I thought. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forget that that comes after. That's okay. Um, <laughs> it's that segment of the show that you like to call. I like to call. We all like to call. Time killers. That's right. It's time for time killers. It's the movies we've been watching, the games we've been playing, the TV shows we've been doing. So besides the old guard, Joe, what you been killing time with? I've been killing a lot of time with the show Lucifer. Oh. All four seasons done as of this afternoon on my lunch break. Um, oh, you, oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I... I I don't know. I got sucked in. I really liked it. I really liked the the cast. Well, mostly Lucifer, but yeah, uh, Tom great. Ellis. I I really like him. I think the show it, it, it crosses all the bridges with the classic tropes and whatnot of television of this nature. But and it can be slightly hokey at times. But but it's a very cool concept and an interesting take on you know hell, heaven, heaven, hell, um, or you know uh, celestials and the devil and all that. Um, it's like a very modern twist and kind of a different perspective on it all. Yeah. Which I kind of, I kind of enjoy. Um, sometimes I wish that they would go a little darker and more real with it. Um, but as an overall, I think it's good. It starts out in the earlier, you know, first season or so it, it starts out as being pretty formulaic. Um, but it's always a through line. It's like every case that he works with the detective on is, you know, relating to his, uh, his mental being and his current status or what he's going through at the time. And he's like, oh, their marriage broke up because he got sick of her or whatever. I have to know why, or, you know, yeah. and, and so he's, it, he obsesses. He's, he's finding incentive into it besides the punishment of bad people kind of a thing. Um, and it's just an interesting character and, and, and just a uh, perspective all around. And I like that it eventually gets less formulaic and there's a bigger plot at foot, uh, especially in season two and three, uh, more so in three, I believe. I believe that's the season that Tom Welling is in. Um, and spoiler alert, he plays uh, the role of Cain from the Bible, the first murderer or whatever. Oh. Um, yeah, cursed to roam the earth forever and he's immortal. Okay. Um, so it's kind of interesting. I, I like that 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 season in particular, but uh, yeah, it's just a cool concept, and I think it has legs. And I'm glad Netflix picked it up. I know season five is coming out here in ten days, actually. Thank God, because you know I need it. <laughs> he needs <laughs> um, it so badly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, and I, I don't know. It sounds like that's the last season they're going to do, unless maybe yeah. yeah unless it has a lot of traction i don't know i know it's got quite a it's got a decent following i think there's a reason netflix picked it up anyway so yeah um yeah so that's what i've been killing a lot of time with obviously modern warfare season five came out what a couple weeks ago or whatever so i've been big into that having a lot of fun as usual um and then monster hunter with you pal yeah. uh we got back into that again and i know i've been kind of coming back periodically to that game but 
became such a rabbit hole and it's so complex. It's like, oh, I need a little bit of this or, oh, I still haven't fought that or I need to get that to make this. And, oh, I still got to get all this to level that up. And oh, I still haven't beat that guy. Alterion is on my list and I haven't even had time to fight Safi Jiva. And it's like, <laughs> yep. so, yeah. Um, yeah, but more to come on that. It's It's just fun and glad to be back into it. Um, but that's really it for me. I guess, uh, Jimmy, what has been on your time killing list? Oh, not much, except for the fact that obviously we have been playing Monster Hunter World Iceborne, which has been great. I've even been playing by myself with some randos. So thanks, randos. You guys are pretty good most of the time. Uh, except in the Guiding Lands, which is kind of, it's like, eh, we're just kind of running around having some fun. Um, but I watched and finished these two movies that are on complete different ends of the spectrum. I watched uh, Guns Akimbo, starring Daniel Radcliffe, playing as a, as a young man who gets uh, these these pistols basically drilled to his hands and forced into this underground kind of like um, deathmatch style game where he has to kill someone else or they kill him before like a certain timer runs out. And it's like this weird like underground internet hacker group that makes him do it. Uh, very, very uh, mature and whatnot. It's, you know what I love though? Is like Danny Radcliffe doesn't have to make these movies. He doesn't have to make any more movies, right? I don't think. But he does. And I give him kudos for that. He's not just like, yeah, I'm Harry Potter. He's like, no, I'm making other stuff. And I I really give him kudos. Like, you know, he doesn't have to, but he does. He loves it. So a pretty fun movie. Pretty uh, crazy. There's one fight scene early on that the editing, it's so crazy. And there's lots of speed ups and slowdowns. It's it's jarring. But thankfully, that's only once. But uh, yeah, that one's pretty. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Uh, and then I finally watched Pan, which was like this movie that came out a few years ago. It was a flop, yeah. unfortunately. It had Hugh Jackman as Blackbeard, and the pirates are singing Nirvana songs. And it takes place during World War II. So don't don't ask me how that works. Weirdly, though, if they would have leaned into that concept more, I think they would have had something. Because it's like some of those weird movies that like take more modern music and put it into this like the actual story they could have done something but they sing like that song and like blitzkrieg bop in like a different way and they sound kind of cool but i was like what is going but they don't really work with what's happening on screen so it was very strange also captain hook they made into a cowboy which maybe is more like accurate or something to like the mythos or something i don't know if that's true but it really rubbed me the wrong way and then was Ti this disney no this wasn't disney so then they made tiger lily uh, a white lady who is uh, kind of falls in love with Captain Hook, which like I maybe maybe the Disney version's way off, but like as a kid, as any child uh, in the world who knows Peter Pan, it's like you took some big creative liberties in a weird way, and I get why. So they originally, Joe, I looked into this. It I think it cost them a hundred and fifty or 125 to make and it made like 150 overall or something like that like it was something bad um and it came out around the same time it got delayed from the summer of like 2018 or something like that into um like the fall and then there's like hotel transylvania 2 came out and there was like another movie that came out too that like were destroying it i guess uh but mm -hmm. apparently critics also destroyed it before it even came out like they were just saying it's it's just like a jumbled mess there's some cool stuff some cool sets some cool ideas and Hugh Jackman's in it, so like that's pretty good. But uh, Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman, uh, and the kid who plays Peter is really wonderful too. I was like, he's perfectly cast. 
and I think the guy who plays Hook, he does his best with it. I just don't know why they made him a cowboy. It's so strange to me. And they keep hinting, Joe, that he's going to lose his hand to the crocodile. And that's all I wanted to see, Joe. I wanted to see how Peter, who is his friend in this movie, is going to cut off his hand and throw it to a crocodile. That never happens. They do have a large crocodile in one sequence, though, that is actually genuinely pretty scary. And I was like, I would freak out if I saw that thing. Um, also, I'm not sure on this. But the mermaids all have the same face of the young woman who played Enchantress in Suicide Squad. I could be off on that. She doesn't speak. Uh, it was very jarring. I was like, what is oh. happening? I was like watching. Oh, I forget game. her name. I could be. That might not be the same person, but it looked like the same person. Uh, and also all the ships float. Inexplicably. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird movie. Uh, it's on Hulu. So if you want to check it out, uh, maybe you should. It's just, it's weird. It's PG, but they yeah. swear quite a bit. And there's like a lot of like violence. So it might not be something you'd want to like guide your children parentally towards. Uh, but just, just something to keep in mind. Um, also, uh, oh, I started watching the Kaminsky method on Netflix starring Michael Douglas as an aging, uh, like was like acting coach. Uh, and he's just, I feel like he's just always Michael Douglas, but he's just fun to watch, uh, just being one of these things. And it's, what's that called? And what's it on? It's called the Kaminsky method and it's on Netflix. And the one weird casting choice that I think is also really fun. The head of the, the hospital in house that, that woman, she plays the daughter of, um, Michael Douglas's old agent. And she's like, and his agent's really old and therefore like she's pretty old, but she still acts like a teenager because she's been like, she's gotten all this money from her dad over the years and she's kind of a drug addict and alcoholic and all this stuff. So she acts like, like a kid, but it's her and she does a really good job with it. And it's like so shocking to see this person who's like always been like for me in my mind out of house being like kind of the prim proper, like I'm in control kind of person. Usually just be like this person who's just like all slovenly, like hitting on every dude she could possibly find. So she could, you know, make some more money to like, you know, just get married to them and just like live off of them. Uh, But anyway, great acting performances. And I think the wife from last man standing Joe might be in this. So you might really like her. I don't know if, cause I know you like that. Oh yeah. I think she's in it. I think she's like the love interest in this first season. Either way, the Kaminsky method, I've watched a few episodes. It's pretty good. Kind of sad, though. Uh, I don't know, but kind of funny, too. So check it out. <laughs> There's my stunning recommendation. I was recommended by someone else, someone who's looking into acting, such as myself. I'm trying to watch more of these things, and it, it works out well. If you like Barry, it's kind of like Barry without the Hitman stuff. Oh, uh, okay. Kind yeah, of. Kind of. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think that's pretty much... I think that's pretty much everything for now that I can recall. If I forgot something, I'm sorry, but it's just something that I put. Oh, and Ghost of Tsushima. I love that game so much. Oh my gosh. Okay, sorry. And once that wishlist comes out, I will get Ghost of Tsushima review out because that game is... Mm, I rec- Oh, it's so good. Anyway, all right. Joe, we're moving to the last thing of the show, what I like to call community feedback. And questions. That's right. Oh my gosh. Community feedback and questions. My favorite segment. Okay, so today I asked our lovely Legionnaires. Let me bring this up here. I asked our Legionnaires what they thought of Mulan for rental on Disney+. Plus. This one comes in from Layman's Terms. He says, I am out. Too much for a single movie that I'm tied to uh, to have Disney Plus to own. There you go. Uh, Lodia says, I was in, but then I saw the price and realized it's more than twice the price of a cinema ticket and went, no way in hell. Uh, the J-Strom says, I think I'd pay $30 to see Black Widow, Wonder Woman 1984, and probably even Tenet. While I do think Mulan looks like a great film, I think I'll wait until it's just available to watch regularly on Disney+. Plus. Which, 
by the way, I think is really going to happen. Or it'll be like a month or two after. It'll be like, that's $20 or $15. I can see them dropping the price in this pretty quickly. You know, like if, if they could still get more money from it. Uh, uh, this one comes from Missile Mage, who's a huge Mulan fan. He says, I was really excited to watch Mulan. But no, I won't be buying it at the that price point or any film. Oh, okay. All right. That's pretty cool. Uh, and then they also wrote in, because I wanted to hear what they thought about Halo Infinite being delayed. Um, and this is what Zora Caviar said. He said, 2021 without even a release month or quarter? Oof. On one hand, I'm glad they're giving it the time it needs and being safe with COVID. But at this point, it just seems like Sony is going to continue steamrolling Microsoft right into the next generation. They really needed Halo to be a launch title. Which I forgot to mention earlier on, they did delay Halo Infinite and they cited COVID being the reason, like one of the reasons they can't. Oh, they did. That's, yeah, that's what they've said. So, um, the J Strump said, my official Halo statement, this blows, but not because I was really excited for Halo. It's because I want to root for Xbox and I want them to really compete with Sony for a killer, with a killer app. Competition is healthy for this industry. To which Missile Mage said, I'll blow this out later, but Xbox already have a killer app. It's called Games Pass. See what I mean? Uh, and, uh, this comes in for, uh, it's Machine and Soul. I think on here he says it's Der Sask. I think that's his D&D name. He says, yeah, I agree, but I think Sony and Microsoft are drifting apart and will become less competitive doing their own things like Nintendo does. So, that makes sense. Or Nintendo do. Hmm. Um, and they kind of went back and forth on this for a while, which is really interesting. Uh, this is a question, though, that comes in from Missile Mage. So, everybody, thank you for writing it. I love just hearing your feedback, because it's the dialogue, baby. Um, that's not just Joe and I just spewing our thoughts into the void here you know uh he says this a lot is said about console wars and what console wins a generation or whatever but i want to know your opinion on whether a console war even exists anymore because i think all the three of the major console companies have completely different strategies and are selling their audience on completely different things sony for instance is still the classic here is why you should buy our top of the range console they're focused on what makes their console unique along with exclusives that are not available anywhere else including the the bullshit kind. I'm looking at you, Avengers. (laughs) The Spider-Man stuff. Uh, And a controller that is specific to their platform. Xbox is trying to sell us a platform, Games Pass. More than anything, the Xbox Series X is more of a a vehicle for them to get more Game Pass subscribers than actually trying to outsell the competition console-wise. They've been closing the gap between their console and other platforms for a while now, and with Game uh, Game Pass Plus, project x cloud not to mention their range of customizable controllers that appeal as much to the pc market as they do xbox specifically halo being delayed from launch isn't ideal and they will likely sell less consoles because of it but if the game is better for it they will sell more subscriptions to game pass in the long run and he says finally nintendo hasn't been in the state of the art console game for a while now they're likely to be a funky and they know they're good at it they sell a 12 watt portable toaster with Animal Crossing that sells 23 million copies. Nintendo uh, <laughs> or Nintendo. I think uh, where we're going to end up is a very healthy market for video games. Three different companies all competing in same in some ways, but going about it completely differently gives us so much choice in where and how we want to play. And surely that can only be a good thing. That's how I see it anyway. What do you think? Wow. So what do we think, Joe, about whether a console war even exists anymore? Or is the, are we are they not even fighting over the same space? Is that the is that the real question here? Like, is it just is it to a point now? It doesn't even really line up. I don't understand how Xbox and PlayStation can be so different or considered so different. You know, I you know like maybe a year ago, okay, PlayStation got all the uh, releases for Call of Duty, Black Ops three or four, whichever four. one it was. 
they got it all a week earlier than Xbox. Or, you know, it's like, okay, but is that why I'm going to buy a PlayStation? Is the PlayStation more powerful than the Xbox One? I, I don't know. And does one do the job that I need? Yeah, they're both going to do the job. What do my friends have? Sure. What do my friends have? That's really the, the, the decision factor for me. I do prefer Microsoft because I like the store more. Like I love being able to go to the Microsoft store and like any movie or, you know, most apps that I want are there. Mm. I, I haven't messed around with PlayStation or know what that's like. I know you have the PlayStation, but I assume you can get movies there too. Yes, I you can. I believe. Yeah. And it's the same scenario. Like anything recent releases, Microsoft store, you can find a I believe so. movie or rent. Yeah. But... I'm not as familiar with that one though, but I'm sure people who yeah. have had it the whole time, like it better than Xbox because they've had it the whole time. Right. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of a horse piece, but you know, I, I like, I like the app that Xbox has, you know, I, I like some of the features of the Xbox, but I've had one, you know, yeah. I, I think, if typically people stick with it, if that's what you had, that you're just going to get the next one. And if you have your core group that you play most of your games with online multiplayer wise, and they're all on Xbox, that's probably what you're going to get. If they were on PlayStation, that's probably what you're going to get. Sure. So it's a matter of who buys it first. And then, yo, I got the PlayStation. Okay. Well, I guess, you know, if we're going to play together, that's what I got to get. Right. Um, but now you're getting a lot of the cross-platform play, like Modern Warfare. You know, you, you're playing against PC players and PlayStation players if you're on Xbox. It's so it's less competitive. It opens the realm more for it doesn't matter what you own. Um, so I think more and more that war is going to kind of die out a little bit, and it's just going to be a random. What do you prefer? What have you always had? And what's more available to you? Or what is the price point? Yeah. And is there any feature that's better? Sure. You know what I mean? So overall, I don't know. Yeah, I think the war will maybe subside a little bit and possibly die. But, you know, I don't know. Can you claim one is better than the other? Does it even freaking matter anymore? I think people that overanalyze that, it, it's a waste of time. Sure. <laughs> you know? I it just the one thing I'll say is Sony seems to have many more enticing exclusives, I guess. Sure. Except for disregarding like Halo, um, but like I mean that the Spider-Man game, pretty stellar. Yeah. Um, God of War, also a major stellar game. Um, yeah, whatever else, but uh, Horizon Zero you know, Dawn, so, Persona Five. Sure, sure. So there you go. So there, that a list like of games like that. Does that sway you enough to go with the Sony option? For a lot of people, maybe. But um, yeah. So I, I don't know. For me, it doesn't hit hit home as hard. You know, you're on Xbox. Drew's on Xbox. How my wife's on Xbox. I'm probably gonna stick with Xbox. You know what I mean? So. Um, I want the console that doesn't have Call of Duty anymore so I can play with my friends. I just want Call of Duty to get out of here, you darn battle royales. You'll never be done with it. All right? I say that now, but if I get into Avengers, I might be like, I'm never done with Avengers. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, Missile, I hear you. Um, and I get it because I think the point he's trying to make is like, like, I always go back to this stupid kind of competition, but it's like, all right, so it's the classroom. Sony's like the A student uh or like in the anime like sony's like the like the cool guy um protagonist that doesn't always understand like how to be nice but then like microsoft is like the main antagonist or protagonist in that and it's like trying to keep up with sony or like in the classroom is trying to get as good grades and nintendo's just the kid in the back 
is doing whatever he wants, like not even paying attention, kind of doing his own thing. And I think some of that stuff will change a little bit. Uh, but I still hope there will be kind of a fight to keep these, like to be like, yeah, if you want to play, you know, Assassin's Creed at the best you possibly can, you should play it on, you know, this system or that system, just so it keeps the competition. Cause I don't want them to get too far apart because then, you get to a point where like the fear is that like they could charge whatever they wanted, you know, for an exclusive game. Cause they'd be like, well, cross-platform games are $70 because I think that's all jumping up to like that amount next time. Uh, but then like they could be like, but you know, the next God of War is, you know, it, there's the only place you'll ever get a God of War type game is on PlayStation. And, you know, I want, I want Microsoft to make single party or first party single player games that are really good. But I also would love it if Sony made some like, like they gave up after Killzone, but they haven't really tried. I feel like in earnest, or maybe since Mag, to have like their own like first person thing that's theirs. And I'm sure there's something I'm forgetting right now. But like when I think of Sony, I never think of like, wow, that's a really cool place to play with your friends. I'm like, that's a cool place to go play a game by myself. That's just how my brain works. Like Xbox, and I grew up during when 360 was like the place to play online games. Like. It, there wasn't a question so like for me microsoft's always had that in my brain and i don't know I, I just i want i want there to be competition i want there to, i want games to keep pushing each other i want game companies to keep pushing each other i want game console developers and manufacturers to keep pushing each other but uh yeah i think with if games pass really is the way they're going to do this then yeah we might see things like they can push halo infinite back because like missiles mage said they're going to sell a lot more subscriptions than when halo infinite shows up and they'll be like hey for like three months you can get it for a dollar each month, but then after that's, you know, $15 or whatever it's going to be. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's just uh, it's it's business, baby. And we'll see how it goes. But I hope there's always a little bit of competition. So thank you for writing that in. Great question and great like question with like your actual input in there as well. I love when people send those in. Please send them to us anytime you can send them to us on our discord we have a tab over there if you guys want a link to that please let me know but you can head over the uh the podcast tab over there but you can also tweet them at us you can tweet at our official account with the hashtag critical podcast you can tweet at go critical and that's uh capital g o capital c r i t i c a l there we go <laughs> on twitter or i'm at jimmy good zero one three but if you want to tweet at mr lever where can they find you can find me at lever underscore six two seven. That's lever just like beaver, only with an L. Very good. Wow, I haven't said that in a while, so it was hard to get it all out. I, you know? I, I was like worried that you felt remorse about it. You're like it's beaver, it's lever. Uh, but uh, yeah anyway we're also on twitch.tv slash critical reviews I'm streaming over there a few times a week Katie's even on there for people who know her my twin sister has been in our Disney duo videos check that out and then that's usually like weekdays um, like usually like 1pm central standard time Monday Wednesday Friday up to change though alright just check the Twitter uh, and then also we are on Instagram as well uh, so go check out critical reviews or right, go critical on there as well so check us out I'm trying to be better about that I'm trying to get my story game up Joe I'm putting little votes in there I'm doing like little gifs and images and things I'm really trying to up the game you know I, I want people to have a place to check stuff out I'm trying to put some breaking news on there because it seems better than a tweet um, we also have spreadshirts we just made a new uh, a brand new design thanks to uh, Haley Joe's wife the Vibe Vampire one discovered spreadshirts critical dash reviews over there go check us out and uh, if you could share us around honestly that'd be great but we also have a Patreon if you want to support us there you're probably going to see all the names of the lovely people who support us uh, at the $5 and up level and if you do that you get the podcast early 
usually a day or sometimes two days early because I have to leave for the weekend and I'm like, I put it up early. So I go up on like a Friday or something. But yeah, uh, honestly, the best thing you can do for us is just share us around. That'd be huge. Or if you are listening to us now, because we're on Spotify and iTunes and Google Play, maybe, please let me know if you can hear this because it says there might be one person listening to this. I don't know. It's like estimated viewer or listeners is one and it's like 60 plays. And I'm like, is that possible? Like, is someone really going through? We don't have everything on there. Um, And I've been trying to go back and put old videos or old uh, podcasts on there, but I need to know if everybody really wants that because there's like 200 plus and I put on like 30 of them and it takes forever. So I just want to make sure if I put them on there and it won't let me do them in order, Joe. I put them on there and now it's like I I added like the last 30 and then I put like 194 and it put it like at the top. And I was like, can we move that? So it's not like it's like 194 and then 229 or something. And I'm like, oh no, like (laughs) please, please. This is going to look so weird. Like people are going to be like going through and be like, what? Why is it they talking about Black Widow trailer? Um, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, I, would, <laughs> I would just love to know if you guys, if you listen to this. But yeah, we're on all those things. So please uh, check that out. We also have an Amazon affiliate link. I have so many things. Just check it out in the links below. Share us around. Please, I beg you. Thank you. Uh, Joe, it was great to have you back, man. Appreciate it, man. I hope you had a good time. I did, man. I did, man. Okay, good. good to be back. Excellent. Good to be back. Excellent. Well, thank you. Here we go! <laughs> thank you, everybody. And on that note, until next time, just remember to adapt and overcome. You nailed it. Nailed. Boom.